I started realizing, oh my gosh, this real estate thing is not just, oh, I can get up today and decide Monday and Tuesdays, I'm going to do real estate. Wednesday, Thursdays, I'm going to do therapy. No, this whole real estate thing started to overpower my time to do therapy. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Alexandra, a realtor and trained family therapist. Alexandra, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So Alexandra, as we get going, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? I was born in Haiti, came here when I was about three, four years old. My family has lived in Laurel, Delaware pretty much all my life. A little bit about me as a child. I was very fun. I like to say that. (laughs) Very much into the whole music, dancing, painting, acting. I was a very artistic child, very outgoing. On the family side, my family's growing up business was they would buy real estate, really bad, dead houses. My parents would fix them up rent it back out. They used to make us as children help them fix the houses. So I've seen them go from like nothing but studs on the wall to completely painted out, ready to go, turnkey, ready to go. As a kid, you know, you don't want to do that. I think when my parents would try to flip a house to just remove the toilet that somebody's used for so long and just to see what comes out of it from the bottom, the water, the rust, the inside of the toilet. That's just, that's nasty to me. Uh, you know, you, you think it's rust. You hope it's rust. Right. You hope it's rust. You hope it's like from the water or something. But <laughs> at some point you're just like, I never want to touch this again. Like I don't want to do this part of the job. That's just not my thing. <laughs> now that I look at it, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. I kind of like learn a lot of what it takes to put the house together, to build it back up, what goes into it, the financial side of it. So now I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? I'm older. You know, I've got my family life set up. I've got a job, a great job. So why not just make my dream a reality? I want to run things. I want to have my own real estate business. I want to own, you know, homes and rent them out, flip them or whatever. So I think that's where it started for me. Well, it sounds like you were a really hard worker as a kid, which obviously was not fun, but probably turned you into the type of person who knows how to get things done, knows the grit that's required to actually move things forward. Yeah, you know, and I'm grateful for that. And like I said, these are the things you don't think about as a child. Like you're just angry that your parents are making you do it. I don't want to do this. Like everybody else is having fun. I'm here cleaning toilets. I'm here helping you put up drywall. But now that I think about it, like I'm grateful. I can do it on my own house if I wanted to. Like I don't have to pay someone to come do it. I replace faucets. I've done these things myself. So I'm grateful for that. I mean, I did wish I had a little bit more fun, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> right. Well, I think we all be well off to take that lesson into our own parenting style, right? Yeah. Finding ways to help our kids learn how to do hard work. It's harder and harder to find ways to put our kids to work these days, it seems. And I'm glad you had that opportunity. Back when we were growing up, I'm sure we're about the same generation. We were outside doing things with our hands and feet. 
now everything's virtual, you know. So trying to get the kids to actually do stuff indoors and get off the games, get off the TV, get off the tablets. It's more of a challenge today than it was in our time. Definitely. Well, Alexandra, when we introduced you, we also mentioned the other side of your business, and that is you're also a licensed family therapist. Is that right? I am a marriage and family therapist. Yes. I was going to say that's just such a beautiful combination because I think (laughs) realtor, you know, when people are going out to try and find a home, there's often a lot of conflict and disagreements that can arise. And what a cool combination and support you can offer as both. What led to that? I actually started to work on my master's in, I think, 2015. I finished 2020. But when you try to work with someone, you know, as a realtor, a lot of people don't think, you know, some people still make fun of me, like, what are you doing? You're a realtor and therapist. But for me, I see that it goes hand in hand because buying a home or selling a home that you grew up in or your family's had for generations, that's an emotional process for people. For people who've never owned a home, like sometimes for lack of a better term, like they say they don't know how to act, like they're just so overjoyed. They don't know how to express themselves. But coming from, you know, having that psychological background and understanding people and having empathy for them, I'm able to like work with them and reach them on a deeper level. What does it mean for you to sell this house? Yeah, it's been in your family, you know, kind of ease a person into it or, you know, buying a house for the first time, first generation buying a house even. That's an emotional part of it as well. Some people don't think about that stuff, but I like to kind of like work with the person's emotions, reach them that way, which is why I was able to build my clientele list so quickly. I'm able to reach you on the emotional level instead of just, hey, you want to buy a house? You want to sell a house? Let's go. Let's go make some money for Uh me. I don't think about it that way. Because if I was buying a house, I would want someone to think about what it means to me. Don't just say, hey, buy this house. Let's make some commission. No, like, my family's going to be raised here. I'm going to live here. I got to know about the area, what I'm getting into. So I like to reach the emotional side of it, the emotional side of the person, how, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they've experienced in the past, and include all of that into my real estate business. And it's helped me a lot, actually. Did you go into the marriage and family therapy with the idea that it would help your real estate business? No, because you know what? I went into marriage and family therapy because people would always, always come to me. And I was a kid, like always come to me for advice, adults and kids. And I never understood it. Maybe people think I have an old soul or I understand because I like to see things in different perspectives, no matter what it is. And I never actually knew there was a field called marriage and family therapy. My original plan was to go to med school. Shadowed some doctors for years. I did some work in the medical field, you know, and then I realized what I really want to do is therapy because people are still coming to me for therapy. And I wasn't a therapist at the time. So I decided to look up the programs and what I can do. I started just applying to all these schools, you know, got in. But it wasn't until 2020 that I decided, you know, like when I'm actually hitting the real estate ground going, how can I add these two together? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I let my therapy people know, hey, I'm in real estate. <laughs> yeah. my real estate but I'm in therapy. Like, how can I combine the two so that it helps me out and it helps my clients out? I have therapeutic clients who have problems at home, need to get out, want to get out, you know, need to find places to stay. So that kind of helps both businesses. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. So. 
from a timing perspective, how did this work out? Did you start the real estate thing after you became a marriage and family or did they kind of come together at the same time? I got my license around early 2020 and I finished marriage and family therapy in later 2020. So they kind of like fit together around the same time that I was able to use both professions together Okay, and apart. Yeah. You were so far down the path already with the marriage and family therapy. What led you to make a decision to also add the real estate aspect on top of what you were doing? Because, you know, my family's been into real estate since I was a kid. That was always something I had in the back of my mind. Like no matter what job I did, I'm going to own real estate. That's going to be something I'm also going to do. I never actually thought about it of having my own real estate business. I just imagine, you know, like, okay, I'll own this house, flip it or rent it. That's what I was thinking. But now that I know a little bit more about real estate, doing that for a couple of years now, I decided, okay, let me just have my own business. You know, like I can do so much with it. I can be my own boss. I don't have to worry about, hey, I got to go clock in here and there every day. You know, I can have time to balance what I want to do with therapy, family life and work life. Were you nervous starting your real estate business while you were finishing your master's degree in therapy? I just said, oh, I'm going to do it. It is what it is. I'm going to do it. But it wasn't until like after I started getting into more of the real estate, I started realizing, oh my gosh, this real estate thing is not just, oh, I can get up today and decide Monday and Tuesdays, I'm going to do real estate. Wednesday, Thursdays, I'm going to do therapy. No. This whole real estate thing started to overpower my time to do therapy because with your therapy, like, you know, you got to schedule when obviously your clients are free, but then the real estate, someone can call you anytime and say, Hey, you know, I saw this house on main street. I'd like to go and see it. I'm outside. So now you got to kind of like plan that. Like, do I have the time to go? Can I even go? So it wasn't until a couple months in, I started realizing, Oh my gosh, Real estate is starting to take over. (laughs) How do I balance that? And I think that's one of the challenges to like balancing your time between both businesses so that you make time for everything and then still have time for yourself. Yeah. How have you been able to do that? Balance everything you have going on. When I started, honestly, I wasn't doing so hot with that. I was just running here and there. Like the mileage I put on my car that first year was crazy. But I spoke with my manager at the time and he's just gave me like his input on things he'd been through. And he specifically said it just flat out, let your clients know between this and this time, this is when you can meet. This is when you can show, this is when you can do this and that. And if they call you from like dinner time to like whenever nighttime, this is family time. You can't do anything about that. And I found that a little bit hard for me. I didn't want to feel like I'm losing clients because I set a timeline and I started thinking about it more like, you know, like all these other businesses out there, like the big companies, like they have times when they're open times when they're closed, they're still successful. Why can they do it? And I can't, I had to train myself and say to myself, you know what, if you're getting up at seven o'clock to go show a house, 7am to go show a house, someone wants to see it before they go to work. When do you have time for yourself? When do you have time for your other business? When do you have time for family? So I had to tell myself, okay, these are the hours I'm putting aside for real estate. I already have my time for my therapy clients because this is a regular weekly or biweekly thing. And I had to keep time for my family. So I had to literally plan it all out 
and see it. You know, I started trying to keep calendars on my phone, alerts on my phone, at least to give me like a day notice. Like, hey, tomorrow you got this at this time. Don't book anything there. It was hard. It was challenging, but I had to train my mind to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. I was just going to say it takes a lot of discipline, doesn't it? Because especially when you, the thought of potentially losing out on a client or a closed deal or something like that. And I have, I've lost that on it and that's okay. (laughs) You know, and when you're starting out, that can weigh pretty heavy on your mind. Especially when you know those are big clients. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost a couple of those, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you've illustrated a good point though, that I think eventually in the long run, you're more successful because you're able to balance yourself out a little bit. If you don't take care of yourself, you can only go for so long. So you've got to recharge. You got to be on your game in order to really perform. And I had this thought as I'm thinking about this one thing, if you're talking to people selling houses, but you've also got to be on your game because you've got to go in and talk with clients too in, in your therapy sessions. Like, show up for that. Show up for that and, and be there and be present for them as well. So you've got a lot. Well, we've... Uh illustrated one challenge that you had to overcome as you were starting your business. Are there any other challenges that you faced in starting either one? When I started, that's when COVID started. So daycares were closing. And then when they finally started to open up months later, close to a year later, by that time, my kids were home. I have a three, well, actually they just had birthdays, a four and a six year old. And then I have a four-month-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So daycares, now that they're open, they've actually limited the number of kids that can be in per daycare room. So if they used to have like 20 kids, now they've got like maybe 17, 15, 17 kids. So that completely like lowered the amount of space that's available. So for finding a daycare, that was super hard. Luckily, now my oldest is in kindergarten, so he's out. I did find a daycare for my four-year-old now, but the four-month-old is home, so that was a blessing. And I guess another challenge would be, and nobody talks about this, if you're going into real estate, you're not going to go in and you know, sign up with the company, and then, oh my, oh my God, you're starting to show a house and you're making commission. Nobody talks about the part that comes with that. You've got your association fees and dues to belong to an MLS. you got to pay, you know, the brokerage fees, you know, to belong to bro- the brokerage, you know, technology fees, you got to pay for marketing and advertising. All of that adds up so quickly and nobody talks about it before you start. So when you're thinking, you know, I'm going to be a realtor, I'm going to start selling houses and make commission. It's not as easy as you think. And sometimes you can go a long time and not make any commission. You don't sell anything. Luckily, you know, when I started, the real estate market is hot and it still is. But marketing, all of that extra cost and belonging to associations to get access to MLSs, paying your company dues and fees, technology fees, you know, for resources, that was a huge challenge, especially because when I was doing the therapy, it was more of like um like an internship. So it's not like I had a whole bunch of money saved up. And what kind of made me even more like stressed about the whole thing starting was the therapy company I was working for, I was laid off. Oh, no. Oh, wow. At the beginning of COVID. And it was something where I was getting like maybe between like $150 to $200 every week or every two weeks because the internships here in New York for therapy are supposedly unpaid. My boss decided, you know, I'm going to give you a stipend for all the work that you're doing. 
So I was grateful for that. She didn't have to give me anything, but she did. So it's not like I was had like a constant, constant, like huge paycheck coming in. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? She just laid me off the couple hundred dollars I was making. That's gone. I'm starting this business. I had to use whatever she'd given me to market myself. Marketing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was huge for me. Like I spent so much money just to put my name out there. And, you know, in an area where there's like so many realtors all around, there's so many different companies, like, and you're new. I had recently moved to the area. So not many people (laughs) knew me again on top of that. So I had to get my name out there, get my face out there. I had to talk to my neighbors. I actually started putting stuff, you know, going to people's door to door. So that took up a lot of time. And those are things like there were challenges for me that I didn't expect coming in, you know, but I mean, I did it and I'm glad that I did it because, you know, they might've gotten me a client or two. Those clients can then word of mouth refer me to other people. Right. Right. That definitely goes for your industry as well as many others. There's always unforeseen tasks and hurdles that have to be jumped in order to really get things going. If you had to kind of consolidate a few lessons learned, how would you package that up? Okay. So when it comes to starting the business, do your research. You're not just going to get in and say, I'm going to be the boss. I'm going to start making my own monies and do what I want. No, there is a lot of work going into creating your own business. There's a lot of legal stuff that goes into it that I never thought about before. You know, I had to learn as I created my business and signed up for everything. If you can, at any cost, get a mentor. Even if it's someone that does it with you, maybe you can partner with someone if you can't afford to pay a mentor because some people do charge to learn what they know. But if you can get a mentor, that's going to be such a big help for you. Always have some kind of financial backup, you know, so you can live your day-to-day life. But then there's going to be costs involved in getting your name out there. And every business knows if you're hiding in the shadows, you're not going anywhere. You need to advertise. You need to put your name out there. People need to know who you are. And lastly, don't be afraid to talk to people. That was one of my challenges, to be quite honest. As, as outgoing as I am, for whatever reason, I found myself so timid to go say, hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, <laughs> you know, if you have any real estate questions, let me know. Uh-huh. But that's something like, you know, you got to get out of that comfort zone and just, just say something because you never know. That person might not be looking into real estate, but they might know somebody or they might have you in the back of their mind for the future. You touched on this a little bit, Alexandra, but I'm interested, how has this experience of starting your own business and doing this impacted you personally? It's made me a little bit more responsible, I guess. Because, you know, like you're getting up, go to work every day, you just live life like, eh, okay. But actually starting your own business, for me personally, it's helped me become a little bit more organized. I can say honestly, when I was doing my work before, it's kind of like, oh, here, you know, I'll do this and do that when I can, when I can. Now I have to like, you know, I have to follow up with clients. I have to be responsible for that. I got to take into account people's, what they're going through, their feelings. You know, what are you looking for? I have to be mindful of tending to what the client, whatever the client is, what they need. You're not just going to go into say, hey, you know, you need something. Let me help you out with this. 
you got to take into account, like, what is the client asking you for? Your listening skills have got to be sharpened. It sounds like starting the business probably helped you become a better therapist. I never thought about that. I kind of did. <laughs> You're describing things that it seems like would make you just more able to tune into people, more empathetic than even a normal therapist yeah. is, and more, right? You have more motivation, more, there's more behind it. Well, as therapists, we're trained to like help you come up with the solutions, you know, that look best for you rather than me saying, hey, do this and do that. Because whereas a real estate is kind of the same thing, like you tell me what you're looking for and I can guide you to finding that. So I had to like really listen to what people are looking for, what they need, what they benefit from, not what I think they should be doing. Yeah, Yeah, what a great skill set. Yeah. All right, Alexander. Well, we've really enjoyed talking with you today and you've really highlighted some really important things for us. As we wrap up, we always like to ask one final question and that is with everything that it takes to get going and to establish this business and the personal challenges you go through, what is it that keeps you going? My family, honestly. And I say them because everybody knows me knows I love real estate. I love the design. I love the building. I like the selling. I love the flipping, renting, all of that. And it's so funny because my husband would always, he never understood it. He always made fun of me. Oh, you're always watching HDTV. You don't watch nothing else. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but now I'm realizing he's into HDTV. Like he'll flip the channel. He'll just sit there. He won't even realize like he's into this. Like he'll say, design this and he'll just start playing along with the TV. <laughs> so he's didn't realize it, but he's starting to get into this real estate thing. And my children. It's so crazy because as little as they are, they get lost into HGTV with me. And I don't think they realize this is not like a kid's show. They're just like, oh, look what they did to this one. Mommy, look at this wall. They painted it nice. I like that color. (laughs) Okay. And then one of them asked me, mommy, can you buy me this hammer? No. (laughs) Why do you need a hammer? You're going to break up the house or something? He said, no, I want to fix things. Oh, wow. We want to fix what? So I had to think about it like, oh my gosh, he's starting to really play into this real estate business thing. He wants to fix things around the house. Of course, I got him a play plastic one, but he wanted the real thing. So (laughs) I'm noticing like they're getting into it. And my kids are like, you know, one of them said to me, mommy, when I grow up, I'm going to start doing house stuff like you. I thought that was so cute. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to have something where I can, you know, obviously be successful at it for myself, but then leave it for them. Yeah. Because they clearly love it. They want to do stuff around the house and, you know, they've broken things. But, you know, (laughs) we fix it and they're my motivation to keep going. You know, they love it. I love it. They keep me energized about it. They're excited about it, which gets me excited about it. That's so awesome. That is great. And it's it's great to think about your own parents, maybe yeah. watching you do the same thing and having the same feeling. <laughs> you have a legacy. Yeah, yeah. A legacy. They are excited there. about it. They talk about it. You know, they still ask me like, you know, if you find any properties here out of state, <laughs> they're not even in New York, but if you find anything, let us know. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. you stick to your state, I'll stick to mine. <laughs> well, great. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Alexandra. We've really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. I was, it was a pleasure speaking with you guys. I had fun. <laughs> 
Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com.